Negativity is everywhere. How can you effectively navigate the presence of negativity without allowing it to derail your path to success? In today's episode, we are going to explore the existence of negativity and how prevalent it is in our workplace as well as in life. And we will discuss strategies to filter out that noise, creating a more positive environment for you to continue on that path to success. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast, hosted by Annalisa Rhodes and Cynthia Pacara, two professional women bringing you over 40 years experience as top performers, top earners, and leaders in the male-dominated medical device industry. Grounded in grit, our mission is to cultivate a platform that will pave the way for women to stand at the forefront of leadership, driving positive change, and shaping the landscape of traditionally male-dominated industries. We are dedicated to fostering an environment where women not only face challenges head-on, but also thrive as leaders, charting their unique course to CEO status of their own chosen career paths. Welcome to the Girls of Grit podcast. It's time to dig in. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning to all of our listeners out there this morning. Good morning, Lisa, and good morning to all of you as well. Yes, thanks so much for joining us. We are so happy you guys are here again with us today, listening to another episode of the Girls of Grit. Today, we are going to be talking about negativity and trying to figure out how the best way to filter this negativity looks like, because let's be honest. Negativity is everywhere. It's in the news. It's in the papers. It can be on Instagram or Facebook or social media. It's everywhere. And if we are not aware of it, it can become all encompassing and all consuming. And it really can affect us both obviously at home, but also in our workplace. And that's the last place we want it to affect us because all of us are striving to be CEOs of our own career paths. So, you know, Cindy, I started thinking about it and because I was thinking about it this morning and I wonder, so let's just go back a little bit, you know, when we were younger and, and actually I can identify this with my daughter right now. What is one of the things that always seems to be prevalent among little girls or even women to be, to be frank, and that's gossip right? We, we start to get in. Yeah. So we start to get into like this bad habit, even as young girls of gossiping about one another. Ooh, look at her. Look what she's wearing today. Isn't her dress ugly? Doesn't her hair look bad? Why does she wear that bow or she doesn't have a bow and the ugliness, the negativity starts at such an early age. And what's really hard about that is it almost becomes like this this group thing, this click thing, where if you're not agreeing with the leader of the negativity, now you're on the outskirts. You're not in the the girls club, the mean girls club, whatever it is. And so then you start to realize at a really young age, hmm, in order for me to fit in, for me to be part of the pack, I have to be negative. I have to be gossipy. I have to be ugly. 
And it's really a terrible situation that I really think most of us, I know I did, young girls face. And then it it literally just goes on from there. I mean, it goes on into middle school, high school. I'm not really sure about college probably, but then in life and in the workplace. And it's like that gossiping about girls now becomes the gossiping about the company, about the leaders, about the coworkers. And if you're not part of it, it's like, oh, you're on the outskirts and you can't be part of that clique or that group. But I think what we don't recognize is how bad that can be for us personally if we fall into those traps because we're really limiting ourselves on what our capabilities can potentially be for the future just because we're we're pull, being pulled into that negative group. You know, just you bringing up childhood, like you're, you're right. There are girls that swarm together. And I think for some of those individuals, they don't even realize that they're being negative. The conversation is, oh, I want to hang out with these girls. And now when we hang out, it's somebody complained about somebody. So then you come to this circle every day at recess and it's always now we complain about somebody and, you know, certain habits become normal and you don't recognize it. So if every single day you're getting together and you're having this negative conversation, you might not even realize that's what's happening. And fast forward into adulthood, just like you said, you get a job, you're excited, and then you you are only friends with those people. If you're working somewhere that are alongside you in an office, or of course, we talk about medical device and you're driving down the road, you're going to talk to the people who are around you. Well, what if the people that you're drawn to is negative? And, yeah. and I think that and I think that that brings up a point too, like, are we drawn a certain way negatively unless we recognize it? It's just like a magnet. Right. Yeah. So what we're talking about is this identifying negativity. So to, in today's episode, we're going to talk about identifying it, which we're doing now. We're going to talk about implications of engaging in that negative behavior. Like, what does that look like when you do engage in it? How, how can it affect your work life as well as your home life? And then strategies to overcome it. And again, this isn't something that's going to happen overnight, but we both really believe that if you can be really aware of this then and put some of these strategies into action, you'll be able to overcome it and honestly be more in control of your uh, career path than allowing others to be in control of it. Because I think that that's part of it as well as you give up that control when you engage in all that negative behavior because you're allowing it to control your thoughts and opinions and actions versus you doing that. So, you know, one of the things is, I mean, the girl, the gossiping, that's a great example, but like, how does that look like in work? Well, it can look like <clears throat> getting a phone call from a coworker <laughs> and you know that half of what you're going to talk about is probably pretty negative, right? <laughs> it's going to be about complaining about your boss complaining about the leadership, complaining about another colleague, um, <clears throat> complaining about the product, right? Complaining about the product process. It all kind of looks like that. And if it's coming from the same person or the same group, this is definitely a negative downward spiral that you know is absolutely going to pull you in that negative zone. And look, I get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I think that sometimes it's like human nature to want to engage in that, to like have that camaraderie of this place sucks, we want out, that kind of thing. But I also think there needs to be a stopping point, you know, stop the bleeding. Don't continue hemorrhaging out that negativeness because it really doesn't help you at all. 
So that's- I believe you. Yeah. You, you know, when I, in identifying negativity, I think one of the things you can really do is just ask yourself, when you walk away, whether it's in person or on the phone, how does it make you feel? You know what I mean? Are you, are you excited to go out and do the next thing? Or are you heavy? Like, oh, now I don't want to go do something. Because that simple feeling is one of the biggest indicators of whether you've just walked away from a negative conversation or a neutral or positive one. But there are so many people that will walk away, feel heavy, not even notice it, take that heaviness into their work or the next thing that they're doing. And, and, um, and I, I, that's why we mentioned identifying. I just think some people don't even realize that if the conversation is all about complaining, all about what's wrong with what's not working, all about what they can't do, that is exhausting. <laughs> this is not a conversation that you want to be having every day going forward, which I think brings us to the second point of the most important reason we're talking about this conversation is the implications that negative talk can have on you. Because I'm going to throw this question out there. How does engaging in negativity really help you in your career? Yeah. You hang up the phone, Lisa, like you just mentioned with the negative coworker. Okay. Tell me what you're going to do really good after that. I want to hear. I want to hear what great sales call you're going to have. I want to hear what great problem you're going to solve. Right. You're probably, I mean, if you're, I don't know about you, Cindy, but if it's really negative, I usually after that, it's like, I just need some like outlet. So I'll like listen to a book on tape or something like that just to like get out of my own head. But you're right. I mean, it absolutely can affect you. And it's like, are you going to be part of the problem or are you going to be part of the solution? And again, I know this isn't like, it's easier said than done. And, and, Truth be told, I don't think that, you know, if you have a real issue that you shouldn't talk about it, but it's just that constant um, engaging of the negative behavior is what we're talking about. And if you keep engaging, then it just becomes a really a bad problem. You know, that continuing of that negativeness, that's what we're talking about here. You know, the implications of negativity can really be like a silent killer, you know, if it's this tiny little poison that you don't even see coming, it's not going to advance you in your career. Think about all the time you spend on making a business plan, writing out your goals, saying this is where you want to be. Well, if you carry this negative weight, like an anchor on your body, I mean, how are you going to achieve these goals? It is really one of these things that if we don't think about, it is holding us back when you're looking at, well, here's my plan. I'm going here. I'm doing that. Well, how are you showing up? Are you showing up drained? Are you showing up feeling exhausted because you drove to this appointment that's important and somebody was bringing you down that you didn't even realize? You just think that's normal. Okay, well, I need to talk to this person before I go to this meeting because I work with them. I can bump things off of them, but the conversation turned so negative. That how do you make that better? You don't. You don't. Gosh, that's so. a really great point, Cindy. I can absolutely attest to that happening. And, and probably over the years of, of working, you do, you're right. You're on that set. You're on the road to the sales call. You're ready to go. You've got your, you know, your mind is in a positive place. You're thinking about the products you're going to concentrate on. You're thinking about that sales call. Then you get the call from the, from the coworker and it becomes this negative of, oh, this person is terrible. I, you know, this, whatever it is, the leadership, whatever it is that the person's complaining about. And then all of a sudden you hang up and you're like, well, geez, <clears throat> I'm 
really feeling kind of crappy now. <laughs> now or I got questioning, hey, yeah. am I doing the right thing? Right. <laughs> now I got to, yeah. And, and, and at least maybe you, you, if you don't identify, geez, I'm negative, then, then you really go down that road of, what am I doing? This is a terrible idea. <laughs> you don't even go into the sales call, right? Or, or you walk in and you're just so down on everything that the, the customer feels that. And they don't then want to buy from you because they're like, oh, all right. Well, she was really inspiring. Not. So I agree with you. That is a great, great example. Um, so I think really what we should really hone in on now is strategies to avoid or overcome this negative behavior. And there's a lot of them out there. Um, and we can talk about personalizing this, but I think one of the main things is, like I mentioned before, limit the amount of time that you're in that negative behavior, right? I mean, obviously you need to identify it, but if every day at three o'clock you're on a call with a friend and it's negative or at the office and it's like the water cooler or the coffee break at three o'clock and you know, Every single day at three o'clock, it's going to be negative, negative, negative. It's going to be talking about this person and gossiping about that person. You're going to have to break the cycle. You're going to have to say, you know what? I don't want coffee today. You know what? I'm not going to pick up the phone and answer that phone call. I'm going to just let it ring and, you know, text them later and say, hey, sorry, I missed your call. I was busy. You need to learn how to break the cycle and change your pattern of continuing to allow that negativity to affect your thinking and and what you become very accustomed to. And that's not an easy thing to do because it's it's like a habit like you mentioned Cindy and habits are hard to break. But in this sense it's a really important habit that I think you have to break in order to be successful. Otherwise you're not going to take those steps. You're not going to be creative. You're not going to be powerful leading things. You're not going to be thinking ahead. You're literally going to be stuck in that negative spiral. Focusing on what you can change is huge and really controlling that situation. And, but I'm going to be honest with you. If, if you still want that coffee and you're going to the water cooler and you can't avoid the person, I think one thing you can do in this situation is just be aware that you're going to speak to this person. Or if you avoided three phone calls and then you answer one, you just need to tell yourself going into that conversation, take a deep breath be aware of it, be calm, let them speak, and then have a, a time, have a boundary, have a set, I've, I've got to go here. And then you know you cut it off. But the thing you really need to do, and this is hard to do, but control is cut it off, forget it. You have to forget it and go. You have to compartmentalize that conversation if it wasn't positive so you can now move on to what you've been focusing on. And I guarantee if you do this, it takes a little practice, you will feel so much better. You get out of that drama, you get out of the negativity. And after time, when you come around these people, it's a completely different feeling. When you hear them, you're thinking to yourselves, well, that's exhausting. Okay, I'm moving on. And you find a, a better energy to attract yourself to. It's, yeah. It's freeing in a sense. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're bringing up a thought. So, or a story, you know me, I love telling stories. Um, (laughs) so this is something, um, so when I first got out of college, I really, I had all these plans and things changed. And so I went to work for a PR and advertising agency and I I thought it was what I wanted to do, but I clearly figured out real quickly. it, It wasn't. Um, and there was, there's obviously, there's a lot of women in this company and, um, there was one woman who we all just really 
didn't enjoy working for and working with. And so it started to become this Friday night margaritas and chips and salsa night. Every Friday, all of us would meet up at the restaurant and all we would do is complain about this person, about the situation, about what happened that day, that week, that month within the company. And it was like, it was okay. I'll be honest. It was a little bit, you know, like you look forward to it because you could like let out your frustrations, let out your negative feelings in this group. But you could also feel that that was kind of like all that you had in common, except for one of the girls was a lot like me. And we both like on a side note, we started to become friends and we really formed a close friendship. And, and unbeknownst to me, she was doing the same thing that I was doing, which was looking for a new job. And they were both in medical. So she and I ended up talking about it one day and we were both like, oh my gosh, you know, well, how's it looking for you? How's it looking for you? And she got into medical um, pharmaceuticals and I ended up going down the device path instead. But it was funny because what started out as negative really turned into a positive because like she would go on an interview and tell me about her interview. And then I would do an interview. And this is back, I mean, we're talking late nineties. So there was no... I mean, there was email, but not really. There were phone calls and there were live interviews. There was no Zoom um, and all of the things that we get so used to now. Um, and so we learned from each other and then she got an amazing job. And then I ended up getting a fantastic job about six months after she left. And I remember the feeling of when she left and how like jealous I was that she left and got such a great job. But I was also like inspired, like, I cannot wait to be there. And she and I would talk on the phone and what turned out, what started out as a negative really turned out to be such a positive, uplifting friendship. And she and I are still friends to this day. And, you know, so I don't think that every situation with negativity is always going to be negative, but I do think that you find the positive in that and identify it, whether it's with the person or a situation and then capitalize on that versus just that downward spiral of making you feel like crap. That's awesome. That ironically, the negativity brought you together to find the positive. But I also, when I'm listening to you say that, that's that's the power of strong women. How it's nothing is better than meeting another female that's on your same level when both of you recognize this is not working for us. And look what you two ended up doing. You know, you were co-workers together, you were in the same area, that's how you met. But then instead of magnetizing to that negative person, instead you just switch the polarization to a more positive one. And now you get to have a positive friend to feed off that. And let me guess, she moves forward in her career. Look where you went. You did not let that negativity hold you down. And I mean, I think that's huge. So when people are in these situations, I love that you found another person to pull you out of and make a good friend out of it. I think when you are in some of these situations, I think there's a few things that you can think about, maybe ask yourself. One thing is, am I taking this personally? Because sometimes people will vent around you and it starts to like get inside you. And I, and I think it's really important that you don't do that. So ask yourself when you're in these situations, am I taking this personally? No. The other thing is when you leave some of these conversations, Sometimes it's a reality check, you know, is this, is this person really being realistic? So there's always two sides to every story. Does this person completely understand the situation? 
So why would I get wrapped up in their drama if this isn't really the truth? And think about where you're getting your information from. You know, is this somebody that you really admire and you know this person thinks through things? Or is how does this person handle previous conversations or situations? Is this somebody that likes to just automatically think the worst and can't wait to go tell somebody else how bad it is? So, you know, sometimes question yourself, do these comments make sense? And then make your own decisions. We said at the beginning, you have the power to change the situation you're in and where you are and how to control this. I think being able to walk away is awesome because there's so much great ahead of you that overcoming these situations, you will feel empowered. And I'm telling you that path to success that we mentioned, it's there. It is there for you to travel on. And you know, another thing that you and I continue to say is becoming CEOs of your own career paths. I can say with 100% that really powerful, strong women, CEOs of companies, don't engage in a lot of this back and forth negativity. Number one, they don't have time. But number two, they recognize that it pulls them away from their overall goals, from the company's goals, from their personal goals. You know, remind yourself that if you want to be a true leader in this, you're going to have to pull yourself away. And it may be hard because, look, I get it. We all get it. It's part of being that group. It's that sense of, you know, you've got others there beside you. But like you mentioned, Cindy, you know, is it is it positive or is it really negative? Is it really having an impact on you and your business and your path to success? And if those answers are yes, then you're just going to have to figure out how to draw those boundary lines, recognize that it's happening, draw the boundary lines, and then you're going to have to flip the switch. You know, whether you do it with that person or just in your own head, you have to flip the switch and say, I'm turning this negative into positive. I'm going to use this to my advantage and not to my detriment. I am making, I have the power to choose which path I'm going to follow. And if you truly want to be a CEO of your own career path, you have to choose the positive one. You have to choose the one that's going to lift you and others up versus bring you down. Absolutely. You know, you really drove home a good point when you mentioned CEOs. And I, and I, I don't know what made me think this, but I suddenly visualized back in high school and the one leader you always see is your principal. You know, he would walk around in a suit and tie in the hallway. Can you imagine your principal sitting around in the cafeteria with people going, oh my gosh, how about the teacher? Oh my gosh, why they give some homework? And oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. It's, I, it's crazy, but why would we sit there and engage like that? If we're aspiring to be higher at a principal type level, they don't act that way. So take a look in the mirror, decide who you want to be and act how you want to become. So in summary, embrace the positivity. Start to filter out the negativity. It's crucial to being aware of its presence. Remember, set clear boundaries and decide how you want to handle the situations to maintain overall well-being. Self-awareness, as we talk about so often, is key to success in navigating everything, including negativity. Take control of your path and choose a positive mindset. Our call to action today is quite simple. When you find yourself feeling down in a situation, pause. Ask yourself, is it beneficial for my well-being to be in this conversation? If not, Step away and choose positivity. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Girls of Grit. We are so happy you joined us today. Please continue to join us and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have a wonderful week and a great month and year. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All you need is a little bit of grit to be your best today and build for tomorrow. Find us on Instagram at The Girls of Grit, our website, thegirlsofgrit.com, and LinkedIn, The Girls of Grit.